clone bots. See if you can see if you can unlock their mysteries. They're called clone bots. Mm -hmm. I've already figured it out. Yeah. They transform into different things, uh-huh. but when you then transform form them into their robot mode, yeah. they make the same robot. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. I did figure it out. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 53. What that means is we're covering 5201 to the 53-minute mark. Bonjour and comment ça va, mes amis? I am your host, and with me are the onion and celery to my bell peppers. Yes, we are the holy Cajun trinity of Transformers the movie godhood. Oh, I am at too fair, Ryan. Do this all episode. Please. Oh, everybody will love it. Sausage, <laughs> shrimp, etouffee. Is this culturally insensitive? Absolutely. Okay, all right. Just making sure. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, God, no. That don't go there. That feels even worse. What are you talking about? How's that worse? I don't know. I, I, never mind. Said, ay, ay, Okay. It's not, ay, ay, right, it's not even the right ethnicity. I don't even know uh, what it would be. Well, is a bon temps brulette. Let's get this show going. <laughs> My cultural insensitivity is shown through as I f- last episode. Of course, I forgot that Irish and Scots aren't mm. the same thing. They're different. <laughs> they are very different. And, but, and you forgot that the holiday St. Patrick's Day is Irish, Irish. in fact, right. and not Scottish. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I got, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, right. A quick thing I saw today, speaking of, like, French, um, I saw the screenshot, and this is probably really old, but on Twitter, uh, of uh, Will I Am doing an interview mm. in France, and it says, Will Je Suis. <laughs> when that made that, me laugh for a while. I need, I, 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 did you see that on Twitter? Yeah. I saw that today on Twitter, too. We should retweet that. Lose. Yeah, Wes said that she saw it on Tumblr a while back, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Of course, she's ahead of the curve. She's, she's so always, cool. every time I send her something, I mean, she's on Tumblr all the time, so every time I see her, send her something, she's like, yeah, I've seen that. I saw that three years ago. Last episode recap, gentlemen. Sure. Uh, Cup and Hot Rod make some toothy new friends. Mm. Alicons. That happened. And also, some multi-faced motherfuckers dropping innocent Lithonian to his. Was that a death. Lithonian? Well, uh, we did, yeah. yeah, we. I don't. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was the character model of uh, I, Arbalus. It, it. I think in the, I read in the TF wiki that it is Arbalus, but it. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and this kind of gets into my script deviations a little bit. But like, because uh, Arbalus in the original script is on the planet of Lethon when it's attacked, but Kranix is not. And they just end up here together. Did right. Arbalus escape in this movie? Yeah. Um, no, well, well no, Kranix escaped. In this movie, Arbalus, I think, is the one who got sucked into Unicron. Mm-hmm. Because when a ship is getting sucked <clears> in, <throat> he yells out, Kranix! Yeah, it's very but, confusing. Uh, and I was drinking heavily last episode. <laughs> when I, think I we, hope nobody can tell. <laughs> when I think when, when we talked about this. But if, if you go look into slow-mo as... 
that ship is being sucked into mm-hmm. Unicron. The character model is actually Kranix's character model. So it's as if Kranix was being sucked into Unicron and yelling his own name. And then wow. reappears here in a moment. <laughs> but then he, but but yeah, the, but you can presume it's supposed to be Arbalist. I just presume nobody really paid so, attention yeah. to character they, models. They've just decided to throw a, a a quote unquote generic character model into this sequence. And I think that's like, what happened. Gonna, yeah, just use Arbalus. They're going to draw Arbalus. Right. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> we could also assume that Kranix was the, before he was like, I'm the. I'm one of the two last surviving Lithonians. <laughs> well, we well, just saw Arbalus was die. And, yeah. Well, we haven't even actually seen that yet. That's true. Technically. Ah, uh, okay. We, we just it. watched it. Okay. You're it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got an outline to go through. That's right. right. So that brings us to the top of this minute. And at 5201, we see Hot Rod and Cup. They are in restraints. They're uh, getting thrown into a cell. Their captors... Are muttering something that's kind of indecipherable. It's the, but it's the universal greeting. Was it okay? You, I that's think what it you is. Thought, yeah. or, it is. That's a weird thing for them to be chanting. As I maybe. I think it's. Uh, I think it's just what Cup deserves. For <laughs> I think they're mocking him. <laughs> the ball we've grown up, we've ninny I'm totally. They're mocking his ass. Maybe that is the case, or, or maybe, maybe they're like toddlers and just repeat the last thing they heard. Probably. Well, when we were talking earlier about the intelligence level of the creatures on mm-hmm. this planet, I was giving them credit because they could talk and repeat back the greeting, but to your point, maybe that's all they can do. It's yeah. meaningless to them. Okay, well, all right, I'll go with it. So they're thrown in the cell, their restraints disappear, and Hot Rod's like, what is this place? And there's kind of a panel. Will pause it at 5211. Okay. Uh, I oh, you, I, you have a story about these guys? Oh, do you have the same pause information? It. We probably, we probably <laughs> do, but I'd like you to uh, go ahead and tell well, the debris, all the time. The debris that we see here at 5212 uh, that is in the other cell is uh, very, it, and I got this from the TF Wiki, um, it's kind of like a little Easter egg. The robot debris strongly resembles the mobile suits from the 85 Japanese uh, cartoon Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, which is a sequel to the original Mobile no Suit Gundam. Shit. If you look there, uh, I'll, th- I'll throw up a picture of this, but uh, showing Kayla's By strongly here. resembles, they are. They, they are look it. exactly <laughs> like, yes. I'll be damned. And uh, I feel like they have an interesting name for these characters. I don't know that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, they're, in, they're referred to as Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, that's right. I did read that, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So they any did they do that? In I don't two? know if it was an homage or even the color. But even the coloring is. It like, had to have been an homage because absolutely. I mean, it's not like they're using the characters functionally. It's just background, mm-hmm. you know. Damn, Greeble, if you will. <laughs> My word of the century. Do, do we have any idea if uh, was it, is it who was the animation company with Nelson Shin? Did they have any involvement with doing this uh, series of Gundam? Good question. Hang on. Maybe, maybe, hey, we got time. We can do a little search. Because one would think that they would. I think it's just like a cute little, I watched this show and like it, and here's, you, you know, we'll just throw it in there. Acom. Acom was Nelson Shin. Uh, yeah, that's what I think it was. There's no ACOM in this. Uh, All right. So, uh, nope, just article. a complete, yeah, like, just a uh, like tip of the hat. <laughs> All right, so at around 5213, a voice emerges from the shadows of the prison, delivering... Mm-hmm. On Hot Rod's request for exposition, you might recall him saying, what is this place? Yeah, so, and then we get to see our old friend from episode two. Let's pay that off with our friend Kranix, and he shows up, and he says, The world of the savage Sharktacons and their cool masters, 
the Quintessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite seeing an animation model very similar to his inside Unicron's uh, mouth, uh, as mm-hmm. discussed previously several times, he's certainly alive. And uh, here's the kicker. He's the last of his people because yep. his home planet was destroyed by Unicron. And uh, I'm glad you paused it here at 5222 because I wanted to talk about his hands, which now are just straight yes, up Ryan, claws. Yes, Ryan, talk about these hands. Oh. Oh. Well, I was just gonna. I just wanted to say Why? your name. I'm just saying. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm trying to say your name so that we can be more distinguished. Well, I'm glad you said it so awkwardly, so it brought it to a screeching halt. Um, Brian, so, would you like to talk about his hands? I would, as a matter of fact. They look like they've drawn like claws here, and I mean, you can't really. I went back even to the like minute two and uh, looked at his hands, and they're not necessarily not claws, but no, none of his other people have the same kind of hands, and so it's like it's it's just a weird like design choice that was I, I just it just made me think of like the uh, lobster boy i don't know if you guys know what that is yeah yeah, yeah uh, but that uh, the ectrodactyly which actually uh, that i looked it up and the latin derivative it means abortion fingers oh god mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god i'm just sad because there's something glaringly missing from his hands He's What's not, that? He's not holding any potions. Oh. <laughs> well, he's, he's just been they, deprived. When they throw you in a cell, they take Nothing your potions Nothing sadder away than a Lithonian that's been deprived of his potions. It's true. It's a fact. It's kind of cool, just the debris, like all these bolts. Sure. And bo- there's like mm, metallic, scattered everywhere. metallic rib cages. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah, that goes back to our deviations where there's a quote-unquote skeleton of a Decepticon on Earth and they uh, Scourge uh, uh, recovers the, one of their eyeballs and takes it back to the factory because another uh, Decepticon might be able to use it. <laughs> so, I guess, are we to believe that I guess that people get eaten alive in these cells as well as, like... It, you know, maybe uh, they skip the trial in some circumstances. Hmm. Well, uh, that, uh, why else yeah, that would be there. That may look, come in in my deviation It's as definitely well. a... Oh. Oh. But speculate, but I will not do it now. It's way different than what do we see. I mean, it's not way, way different because they are in a cell, Does but it like it's, the method, was... methodology is different. Okay. So our friend Kranix tells the story, and Hot Rod, king of the follow-up questions, is like, uh, you know, who is this Unicron I, guy? And that, the way he delivers that line, who's Unicron, he says it like, who's Unicron? I don't like that reading. Ever since I was a kid, it's bothered me because the way he delivers that line sounds like he's heard the name Unicron and people just keep mentioning it and will not tell him who Unicron is. Because it should be more like, who's Unicron? Right, right, right. You're right. And not to give Judd Nelson a line reading, but, you know... (laughs) Well, Kranis goes on to explain it's a planet that devours everything in its path. And, uh, you know, then Cup and Hot Rod, I think, that, you know, it starts to connect that this maybe is something, like, something they've seen recently. Mm-hmm. It's relevant. That's the monster's name. And uh, Kranix is really the king of information. He's a trench coat away from being this galaxy's deep throat, frankly. Like, <laughs> that was not prepared ahead of time. Got all of the information. Guards <laughs> bust into Kranix's cell. Mm-hmm. They remove him to stand trial. And as he does so, he begs you know, for his life as the last survivor of Lethone. Mm-hmm. And Hot Rod impulsively runs towards the bars and yells to let him go. Uh, the bars deliver a strong jolt and uh, knocks him back quite a bit. And as Kranix's d- cell door closes, the prosecuting Quintesson reminds the duo that they tune. Tune? 
they too will receive their sentence. Mm-hmm. That cell reminds me a lot of uh, the cells in Star Wars. Like there's just like the walls and like they have little like patches of lights on on them, and it just it, like I don't know why you'd have lights on the wall inside of a cell, but um, you know, just it's like a cool like right there at uh, right. fifty two fifty two above. It's the like a window. stereo. They can listen to yacht rock yeah. if that's what they want. Absolutely, somebody yacht rock. <laughs> I love yeah, Yacht Rock. It's like so many panels. Just build a solid wall. You don't need a panel behind every single panel. That is some music I can get behind. Caribbean Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Ocean. Any, uh, any, uh, what are those two guys? One of them just died recently. Oh, no. You love them, Ryan. Or Caleb. You're, that, you're Caleb. You're Ryan. Mm-hmm. What are the two guys, Walter Fagan and... Oh, that's that's uh, Steely Dan. Steely that's Dan. Walter Becker and da- Donald Thank Fagan. You. I was uh, terrified. Walter Becker, Becker. You died. Thank you. I was terrified you were going to say Hall and Oates. <laughs> no, but they also, I would classify they're, they're as... They're going strong, rock. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, and, and still I hate for them to get pigeonholed in that, because they're, they're so much so... No, I get so it. They're progressive rock uh, that you play on yachts. <laughs> How about yeah, that? Yeah, you could... I guess, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, the uh, Quervo Gold. a good song. The mm. fine Colombian. That, are you I'll making do fun coke of them? Off this <laughs> ass on my yacht. Okay, you were making fun of them, definitely. I lo- I've seen him live. Okay. Before he died. You were like, <laughs> I can't wait to start a podcast where I can make fun of you. <laughs> That's your side podcast, is only insulting Steely Dan. That's right. Steely Dan. I, I played one song from each band last night with uh, with my band. I, mm-hmm. I play. We have a Steely song, a Steely Dan song in our set, and we play a Hollow Note song in our. Which in our one? Um, um, I don't go for that. I don't go for that. Oh, yes. Oh, prediction. We did play that one, and then uh, the, the Steely Dan song with those guys is. Um, oh shit! Go. Oh. Let's move on. Okay. I def I laughed so hard when you sent that text that you drove all the way to Branson oh. and then remembered your gig was in Springfield, oh. like a block away from my house. Oh God! It, and I got lucky that I got down there early enough that I still had time to get up to Springfield to set up and still do. The For gig. the listeners who don't know, Branson's a thirty to forty minute drive from Springfield. Yeah, yeah. I drove. I drove uh, to a town. Pretty basically. What, 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 what were you th- like? You just uh, got your wires. Do you have a gig that's in Branson at some point? Sometimes we play at this bar it. down there, and I got my wires crossed. It was no one's fault except mine. And I even had it written on my calendar for for the place here in Springfield. And <laughs> a few days ago, I got it in my head that I was playing Branson, and, and that oh, was man. stuck. And so I got down there, and I got really actually I got lucky because as I was unloading my equipment, another mu- musician from the band that was playing that last mm-hmm. night came in and walked in ahead of me, and I thought it was odd. As I walked in, I pulled my keyboard into the bar. He was, this guy went ahead and was getting up on stage, and so I, you know, he never acknowledged me, I never acknowledged him. I, I would love it if but this ended, like, in a fight. So uh, I set my keyboard down, I called Vic, and he was like, no, we're up here. And I was like, okay, all right. And so I, I turned right around, dragged mm-hmm. my keyboard back in, put it in my van, and drove up there. I'm lucky because if the musician that that walked in there mm-hmm. had not you would have set walked up. in, I, oh, I would have set everything up. <laughs> I would have set everything up, and then I would have been like, I wonder where everybody is. And uh, you would have been forced to also talk to that guy. Well, <laughs> let's say that. Let's say nobody showed mm-hmm. up. Let's just say you I just set all my up. shit up. And <laughs> it's then, the Caleb show. Yeah, and, and then I would have 
you know, then I, I definitely would have been late to my show last night. I like the idea of maybe, like, it would have turned out of, like, you, this other guy's also a keyboarder, and then you're dueling keyboards like the scene in Roger Rabbit with Daffy and, and if, Donald. If, if I could make a lot of money last night, that I would have skipped out on my regular <laughs> but, but what I was imagining... Call Vic. I'm here. What's, so. fun, what's also, uh, as I was unloading my equipment... There's a this is this bar is below a hotel mm-hmm. down on the landing. So there's a lot of people from out of town that are and, and, uh, people that are staying at the hotel. Sure. So these people were like getting ready to go out and do something, and they're like, "Hey, you know, uh, you playing in the band?" And you know, that, this is common. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I'm uh, I'm playing the band tonight here." And they're like, "Yeah, we're coming back." And I was like, "Cool. Well, tell all your friends, bring them." So in my mind, <laughs> there's like a, there's them. a group there's a group of people showing up, and I'm just not there. <laughs> That guy was so personable yeah. and polite. And so <laughs> the other flip side is, is I would just start showing up and sitting at my keyboard, and then and then insisting to the whatever band shows up that I'm I'm the house keyboardist, <laughs> and and they're obligated to play with me. Oh I like man! It. So, so anywho, great. Caleb, I know you feel stupid, but I hope you realize that you're a champion in, in uh, our eyes. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're looking at me weird. Is there a... uh, that's a Steely Dan. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I figured that's where the joke was, but I don't know any of their songs, so I can't believe I fell for that. That's okay. I, I mean, I believe it. Can no. it still not be sincere? No. I also like. I can't. I can't. I, I like can't go for that. I, co- go for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how, though, a couple episodes ago we also talked about this, Aaron, where you say something deadpan and neither one of us gets <laughs> it, and you're like, I don't know why you don't get it, and it's definitely not that your delivery's weird. Actually, uh, when I re- listened back on that episode, I I I can admit this to you now. In the moment, I fucked up. Oh. And I was trying to cover for fucking up. Oh. So, so I, I, I guess in the moment I felt like I'd rather look like a dick than I see. than somebody who didn't know what they were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so that's what happened there. Okay. So uh, back to the show here. 52, sure. 34. Nope, we're past that. We're like 52, uh, 52. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So um, Cup helps Hot Rod stand as the trial begins. And we essentially hear... Let's the, do it again. Steely Dan, do it again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a thousand hours later. <laughs> okay, you got it. That's Sorry. great. Did got you it. have to play the music in your in my head, head with I your did. fingers? I did. Okay, gotcha. yep, I did. Awesome. Back. Jack, do, do it, it again. again. Dude, okay, I, so. It's fun. It's a fun song to play. So right. uh, what we hear then at this point is the prosecutor asks uh, the iconic question, has the imperial magistrate reached a verdict? Mm-hmm. I have. And that takes he us to the end of the minute. Say, get a true cliffhanger, as I have no yeah. idea how this trial will go. Will it be more the firm, or perhaps more <laughs> the client? What Adesh? about Pelican Brief? <laughs> I was. Oh no! <laughs> or perhaps a time uh, to kill. What's mm. uh, what's the one with Jack Nicholson? You can't handle uh, the, the truth. A few good men. A few, a few good, good men. men. But I go think with... that's also a Grisham. A few good men is a very powerful uh, piece in uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, it's okay. a big you had a lot of people. It's a big in that nexus. One. Yeah. So mm. while researching this, I found out that John Grisham... Is that a game anybody remembers <laughs> a thousand years ago? Sorry, go ahead. John Grisham wrote a novel called Skipping Christmas, which was adapted into a movie with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis called oh, God. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, those movies. And I never saw that movie, but I didn't even know that John Grisham did anything other than courtroom shit. I had so no apparently idea. he also writes light, humorous... 
novel. So it's based on a novel of his, which was reviewed by Entertainment Weekly, which says, <laughs> Grisham mostly trades in stale fruitcake jokes and sub-Christmas vacation slapstick. <laughs> like his recent coming-of-age novel, A Painted House, Skipping Christmas represents a departure for the king of legal thrillers. But in this case... It's to an unworthy destination. <laughs> That's a terrible title for a book. Damn. Skipping Christmas. That's uh, that doesn't grab me at all. <laughs> like, yeah, but... also that movie. I I've not. I, I've seen one scene. I think of Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, and it's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis in a bathing suit. I don't know how I came across oh, it, but I'm like, oh, yeah. Which also, I mean, there are plenty of movies where you can see your titties, but sweet yeah. titties. <laughs> <laughs> we are disgusting. <laughs> this oh, needs to come out. <laughs> Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't come out. Nah, keep it in. Uh, I don't know. I've got a steady girl that is definitely real and alive. That brings us to the end of the minute. And I think it's time for some of those. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with those, and then it just gets covered over. I know. By the, I That's know. our own fun little personal yeah, yeah, yeah. fun thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sometimes I leave a little bit in because it's like the time where Aaron was just going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's its own. Maybe that's its own secret episode. People can just listen to the Tom Fool. You're gonna have a compilation. I did say it. that I wanna, whenever we were compiling the uh, the clip show, I said that an idea for a supercut would be Aaron saying um or uh, and me yeah. just making noises. I like I, the idea of a supercut of just this like the 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 the, the, the bumper the raw script, script yeah, deviations. The bumper script different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody would care for that. <laughs> All right, so long-time listeners, of course, will know, and new listeners should know, that uh, I typically go first because my version of the script is maybe two degrees away from what we see on screen, although there are still some interesting details. And Ryan's script is an early draft, maybe a second or third, mm-hmm. a Ron Friedman original that is uh, bonkers, and, and so we like to let him go last so we can... See what this thing was like in its raw states. And so, at any rate, with mine, uh, the notes that I have are that uh, restraints weren't added until after Cup and Hot Rod were put into the cell. They were put in the cell, mm. and that's when restraints are added, as opposed to what we see, which is the complete opposite. The opposite. Okay. Um, Kranix connects the Quintessons directly to Unicron, saying it is their job to track down those who try to escape Unicron's wrath and put them on trial. Okay. So the movie, does, and I don't even think the television show connected the No, the I don't think so at all. Unicron at all. Um, the part, there was some additional dialogue, a hot rod asks, what if they're innocent? And Kranich says, guilty or innocent, the sentence is always the same. Death. <laughs> and uh, and he also goes into more description about what Unicron is after Hot Rod asks who's Unicron. He said, Kranich says, a planet six times the size of this one that absorbs everything in its path. And Six Hot Rod times, wonders if there's a connection between Unicron and Galvatron. Oh. Yeah, that's. I don't like that six. I'm glad they cut that out because Unicron is clearly much. Also, larger. it's an unnecessary it's, statement it's of scale. Like, okay, yeah. six times. Okay. I don't know how big this planet is. <laughs> so right. great. It's pretty random. Most people would say ten, it's, they, five, ten. They, 
I would just say much twenty, a hundred, much mm-hmm. larger, much larger, or just a planet, uh, which is what they ended up. <laughs> right. With, so great choices. That's all I've got. Good. Okay, this one's pretty. I mean, it's it's similar in that we're in the same setting, but it's pretty different. Um, we start off with uh, the hot rod looking around, like in the last minute. He says, "We get we got to get a new travel agent." Who? What kind of place is this? And then from off camera, um, we uh, figure moves forward slightly and speaking in a harsh, basso voice. His name is Granix with a G in mm-hmm. this one because mm-hmm. this script is still operating on the fact that they are uh, creatures made of granite and stone. Uh, uh, wow. Which is a terrible in name. It'd be script- like if someone was named like. Who, who many, or so, like Granix made of granite, that's great. Like, who many? Like a human. human. It was a terrible, I couldn't think off the Made of humans. Yes. More like Carboni. Like Woodix. Carboni is a Carboni jet. (laughs) That's my new nickname. Woodix, name of, made of wood. We got, how how about Ceramic Tylex? Ceramic Tylex. Tyvex. Plastic X. Plastic X. Classics. <laughs> you had to get one in. You were sick of us, but you still got one in yourself. Um, okay, so several other pathetic prisoners are also out in their cells as well. Um, they're all Autobot robotoid type creatures, which is the strangest phrasing. Granix says, This is a place of execution if you're lucky. I'm Granix, rector of the planet Lethone. That made me giggle. Um, what is a rector? It's like, a, I don't know, like. Um, My dick. A that's wrecked him, damn near killed him. What is a rector? I think it's like an organizer or like a city planner or like a councilman, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> wrecked him. Uh, Cup says they're the Autobots of Cybertron, now Earth. I'm Cup and this youngster is hot rod. We don't need to be all informal and jovial as yeah. we're sitting in the prison cell awaiting death. And then they, he actually says in this that the world is called Quintesson, and um, uh, the Sharktacons are a primitive tribe of cannibals. They serve only their accursed masters, five-faced Quintessons themselves. And then uh, Cup and Hot Rod say, we've only seen four faces. <laughs> and Critics shudders and says... Fortune Grant, that's all you ever see. The Quintessons are feeble, but possessed of a cruel intelligence. They send their Sharktacons out to round up any unlucky enough to land here, then put them on trial for trespassing. But what if you're innocent? Guilty or innocent makes no difference. The sentence is the same, like in yours, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Up to this point, we've seen no executions in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the sentence is always the same, to be eaten. And then the... Uh, the Quintesson points through there and the sh- points through the, the door. As he points through the door, the Sharktacons go in. Granix says, no, have pity. And uh, they start, the Sharktacons come for him. He, he f- falls to his knees. They drag Granix out of the cell. And then, uh, but as that, as that's happening, Cup belts one. So I guess they're in the same cell. Mm-hmm. And Hot Rod drop kicks the other, battering the Sharktacon guard who tries to use the cattle prod device. Um, but then... Uh, he gets them away, basically, like we see at the end of this. And uh, the Quintesson says, Soon you two shall receive your sentence. It would be well for you to watch so you will know what fate to expect. And that is where we'll stop there. Hmm. Uh, although, the, it, I was like Granix says, I'm the last survivor of the expedition from Lethone, the planet of marble, let me function. So basically, he was not on the planet of Unicron, or on the planet whenever Unicron attacked it. Mm-hmm. Presumably, he was in an expedition mission to Quintesson, is the way I've tried to figure it out. So, if you were to look back in the beginning pages of your script, are there any mention of, of uh, Granix? I, I don't have it that early, because we didn't start doing this until like oh. 10 episodes in. So I, I, I'll, have, I I'll go back and look at that. It, but, uh, and then just like 
with GI Pod, you came in and horned in on my. That's action. right. That's right. <laughs> Did you find any old illustrations? I have some old illustrations. I was going to show you, but uh, I'll show you after we uh, finish this and we right. can talk about right it. On. Awesome. So that's all I had for this one. All right. Well, uh, it's time to talk about that. We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. You know, very good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about this minute other than just the reunion of we, the viewer, with uh, Kranix. Yeah, that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. I will say also up to this point in the script, there's no wheelie. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him at all in my script. Oh, okay. I, I don't uh, recall we, if we, we saw a hint of him in here. Yeah, I think it's just think about this. We haven't really seen for us doing this podcast we haven't seen Cranix in damn near a year <clears throat> that's true yeah when, it's shit. been almost a year when Did we start in february no we, we recorded we recorded i think in february maybe okay. march but we didn't release until after that we should look to see when our drop date was our i think it was april i think it was it. april we'll just check it out right now yeah I'm uh, pretty excited that we all got limited edition release. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we, we should talk, talk about that. Yeah, we... Uh, the... Talk about that in the lead up of the next episode. Some of you are aware that there was recently a, a limited release on vinyl of the, G, uh, of the G1 animated series soundtrack mm-hmm. sanctioned by Hasbro and Sony. Three different versions... Yeah, and it was, uh, it's like, it's, it's, I didn't realize it until, because I was just, Caleb and I, Caleb and I were originally going to buy it for Aaron for his birthday. We were. And Sorry. then he texted us saying he was going to buy it, and it was, there were only 2,000. I didn't know that you guys were keeping track of we, the timing on it. We, mm-hmm. we and, were, however. And I did want it, and I, I thought it would be a good birthday present from somebody that was thinking, but I just. We were thinking. Yeah, well, for you, anybody, were, you were all over it. For anybody who doesn't know, it was only it started selling um, last this, this Friday, which was the 9th of, yeah, of March, is... and it started at eleven central. Uh, and we went on there, and um, uh, we each got one of each. There was a Megatron version, a, a, a Optimus version, and a Bumblebee, Bumblebee version. Versions. We got one of each one of those. There were only five hundred each of Megatron and Optimus. Um, those sold yeah. out within like five, five minutes, minutes. and then fast. there were a thousand Bumblebee, which took 15, 20 minutes, and they were still yeah. they were gone. And then immediately. No. It was like seven hours. Was it? Yeah. Oh. No. No. Dude. He sent a text that said they were gone yeah, in la- they like sold that day. Out that. I was checking all day long and it was available until like oh. six o'clock or something like well, that. Shit. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not trying to take it away from you. Dude, I, my bumblebee. <laughs> what's funny is I was really knocking the bumblebee early on. I was like, yeah, it looks stupid. <laughs> and But once they bought each one of each, I was like, I want to contribute to this somehow. I want to complete like, the set. Well, mm-hmm. I want to belong. You know, I want to participate. So I bought it. Yeah, so now we have a complete. We have together. Among us. And we'll take a picture of that whenever we get them in. They're, and, they're um, cool. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't even look into it. What it was really when you said let's get it for Aaron. I was just like, yeah, what? I, I, and it is like just it's, it's music from the show. I the have to. Show. I have to thank Close Kuntash for posting uh, some sort of heads up a on reference that. to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, I I give Close Kuntash. He gets the cred. Cred for bringing that to my attention. I did see at least what was the name of the site that was selling the uh, the 
Bumblebee uh, one. Autobot. Think? No, the, or, I'm sorry, the Optimus and Megatron ones. Uh, oh, the record. It's the a long record, title. Oh, what the I don't hell remember. is the record label's called? Well, in uh, the message boards, people were posting communications they had with them. Who and I think maybe they were responsible. Maybe they funded the the effort somehow or another. Mm. But they said that you know due to the demand from this, they want to make sure that there's more made to fulfill. Demand, oh, that's so. cool. So we start uh, in answer to the question. We started this April second is when we posted yes. our first oh, episode. Wow. Far out. Mm-hmm. Coming up on our year. That's crazy. That is crazy. The day after April Fools. I don't know why we, that's meaningful. But we are the April Fools. Will we post on April Fools as of this year? Is that how the calendar works? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, oh, we got to start thinking about that. Mm. Mm. We might be actually. We that might right be. Now. Doing I, don't, it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe it's time for your little thing. <clears throat> Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. Well, guys, Cranix is innocent. Sorry to ruin that. Oh, spoilers. John Grisham <laughs> moment for you. And <laughs> hope you weren't on pins and needles. <laughs> we're going to hook back up with our old pals, the Dinobots, and talk about their tasty deli meat references. I have a lot about that. <laughs> Wait, I do. Oh, man, we're going to spend a lot of yeah, time yeah. on that. Then. So thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, please uh, continue listen to the show. Tell your friends to listen to the show. Tell your casual acquaintances. Tell people you go to church with. Tell people you meet on the bus. Listen to the show, everybody, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APodDCast. And, of course, there's the web presence at AutopodDecepticast.com. Have we got any ideas of what we might uh, I'm definitely going to put there? I'll put up the picture of that, like, Easter egg from the Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, you know, put up uh, six or seven links to the, uh, the Lobster Boy condition. <laughs> um, cool. uh, uh, I don't know what else. I, I always do, go through, and when I'm editing it, I, I make notes uh, of what I'm going to put up there. A lot of yeah, but I put up a lot of funny videos, cool stuff. I, we should uh, zoom in on that picture of Cranix himself inside in the ship. Unicrons. I bet you by the time that you release this, we can upload uh, uh, an image of of our records. Oh, that's maybe. True. Ah. Probably. Yeah, this is two weeks out. I think we should. Three uh, weeks out. We should, yeah. Do we have three? Uh, I want to get, th- I have a turntable. You have a turntable. You have one turntable. Mine don't work. I'm probably just going to end up gutting one of mine and buying a new turntable. We need to get three turntables mm. so that we can play them all at once on a video. Like, like that Flaming Lips album, Zarika, where they Something came out like with four that. CDs and you were supposed to play them all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What an artistic piece of shit. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awful. It's awfully pretentious. iTunes users, please rate and subscribe. Five stars, please. It helps us out. All right, bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. I feel like, uh, you know, you're really well-dressed today. I feel like yeah, I really you like know, that shirt you've got on, this blue sort of gingham thing. Yeah, are you, what uh, new uh, trendy farm-to-market restaurant are you working for in town now? No, it's a plaid joke. Um, uh, it, so, that is funny. It's kind of, it's kind of gingham. <laughs> uh, because it's not shirt-related, but uh, West and I went to uh, uh, brunch today at the Early Bird Pub. Uh, and, um, I ha- was wearing a pair of pants that, uh, you know, I had just laundered and hung up and everything. And as we're getting ready to leave, I walk out and this dude stops me and he's like, Hey man, I don't know if anybody told you, but you got a split in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And, uh, and yeah, I, they did tell me. I just don't give a fuck. I uh, reach back and I realize, oh, this was 100% preventable. It's pants I knew had a split in them. And I just forgot and put them on. It's not just a little split. It was split from my, my like taint all the way up to the, above my asshole. And so luckily... West I never noticed? She did not notice. Luckily I was wearing boxers. Uh, do you normally not wear boxers? I usually do, but I mean, you know, maybe there'll be some crazy reason. Uh, but yeah, it is. So I... Um, so just walking around all day like that. <laughs> uh, and then I thought of, I know, this is dumb, but like, um, do you remember me, me telling, I told like three poop stories in one of the episodes uh, about throwing the poop over the fence and in a, in a cup because Aaron was blocking the door. He felt he passed out in the apartment and I told this story. I don't remember this story. I don't remember you telling this story. I pooped in a styrofoam cup and threw it over the back fence because Aaron was drunk and passed out in the bathroom and I couldn't get the door open. I don't remember this. It was the hot on the heels of the story I told because I shit my... Oh, God. I went down in the basement and shit into a towel because Wes was in the bathroom. Yes, I remember now. And then the third one was I shit in your coal chute. Yeah, I shit your house. Um, Well, I thought of another poop story, which was when uh, the Outland Ballroom, which I don't know if that's still there. Oh, no. Uh, Yes, yes, it is. I played there recently. Yeah, well, it was, it's a nightclub for the, you know, um, and uh, we were there one night. I must have lost a bet because yeah, I was out. Would, you were out? I would, used to go out, like, if, you know, because, like, pretty girls were in our group or whatever. And I'm, like, you know, trying to hit on some okay, of them or whatever. Do you remember the band? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember the music? (laughs) (laughs) Is this music? Oh, the music is so loud. Yeah. Uh, I remember rhythmic loudness. What happened? (laughs) Well, I went into the bathroom because I. This is really rare because usually when I go out of the house, I don't. I don't have to poop. But I went into the bathroom and it was like it's gonna be liquidy. Um, And so I opened it. They have one stall in that bathroom. That's a bar. Yeah. Why would they have multiple stalls? I don't know, man. Because it's it's the only bathroom for two convergent bars. You're lucky they had a goddamn door on the stall. Well, the door, as is common with these types of establishment, did not lock. So I had to put my foot up against it while I'm on the toilet. The real problem came whenever I realized the toilet is like blocked. And I haven't even sat down on it yet. I'm looking at it. It is up to the rim and blocked and it is brown and there are things floating in it and your penis is just dipping in brown water well that's the thing is I sat on there so I have my foot up against the door my penis would totally be dipping yeah it'd be oh it's in the hole you'd be be pushing sludge (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're gonna call it Um, so my foot is up against the door holding it closed I'm like kind of hovering on the toilet cupping my balls so they don't dip into this tea soup of shit and but unfortunately when I have to wipe uh, I lose focus and my my balls do get a little dunk into the diarrhea water which is also full of of my no. diarrhea. No, no. That's yeah. really gross. Dude. It was. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good. <laughs>